On today's show, we have Grant Schiller breaking down everything that he saw from Rangers minor and major league camp in spring training, some eyewitness statements on the top Rangers prospects. All that and more on this episode of Locked on Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked on Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on to the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, a cripplingly addicted Texas Rangers fan since 2010, the founder and host for all four seasons of this Locked On Rangers podcast. Thank you all so much for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. You can follow my guest, Grant Schiller, at OG Schill. Follow the show at Locked On Rangers. Subscribe on YouTube, where the best way you can help grow the show is to comment any single thing below. Before we get into today's show, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. I am joined by Grant Schiller, the OG prospect prospector of baseball prospectus. Let's see how many times I can get the word prospect in the first <laughs> end. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Uh, hey, you know, allergies hitting me. Um, A&M's underseated, but everything's good. It's not like, I mean, can you imagine if your team missed the tournament? I can't. Uh, yeah, I I I can't. Um, my team is the number one overall seed, and uh, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> don't 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 look at don't look at this shirt that I'm wearing right now, <laughs> my beloved. Uh, I mean, I don't care about Texas Tech. What are you talking about? This random shirt. Uh, don't care at all. Um, <laughs> but it is March, which means it is time for spring training, and it almost is time for Texas Rangers Major League Baseball and games that actually count for something. But you saw some games that counted for nothing. But I'm That's sure you right. had some great insight being there in spring training. How long were you there? When when were you there? What did you see? What did you hear? What did you feel in your soul? I was there uh, three nights, four days, very start of March. Um, so earlier than I'd ever gone before. Uh, technically before my league camp even started, but quite a few of the guys were out there still working out or, or doing some live bullpens. Uh, it's, it's just the best baseball time of the year. Um, Unless the Rangers make the playoffs, there's no better time of the year than than spring training baseball. You just get a level of access that you you never get in a level of proximity to to I mean these superstars out there now. Um, so all these major league baseball players just beautiful out there. It's so relaxed and you're just so up close. It's it's amazing. Oh, I am very jealous. I was kind of hoping to to get out there. Uh, this year, but the timing just didn't just didn't quite work out for me. But um, you know, I'm getting my own sports March trip to uh, March Madness that Final Four weekend. I actually I will be in Houston, and if my basketball team happens to be playing basketball there, then maybe I'll go see them. But um, you know, I'm just happy to go to the city of Houston, which I've never talked trash about um, uh, a million times on this podcast. Always had love for the city of Houston. <laughs> hey, who doesn't love Houston? Uh, me actually, it is me. Uh, I look, talk trash. Hey, look, <laughs> there's a lot of positives. It's humid. It's dirty. It's bad. Their teams stink. Their teams cheat. And it's just an all-around terrible city. So I, I love it. There's a lot, a lot. There's a lot of positives there. And um, you know, one thing yeah. that I have to say, I'm less positive of is 
that I don't think berated you on the pod, um, but I've I've talked trash um, on your behalf of of the top <clears> hundred <throat> one of 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 your publication, uh, Baseball Perspectives. There happens to be two two Texas Rangers prospects on there. One of them, I think, great job, Evan Carter, number twenty two. I mean, uh-huh. I would put him uh, number zero. Negative one even, but 22 is pretty good, and I think that's the highest of any major publication out there. And then you got to go all the way down to the bottom to number 100 to get Josh Young, who is below his brother, who is younger than him and um, not as good, in my professional opinion. I think he's still going to be very good for the Tigers as a second baseman, but um, what's what's the deal, man? Disrespect. Did you just get outvoted? Did you were you slamming your fist on the table like, what are you guys doing? I need more Rangers prospects on here. Hey, I tell you what, I'm not super involved in that process because I don't know a bunch of the prospects around the league. Texas League was actually pretty low on prospects last year outside of the Rangers in uh, Rough Riders. Um, I will say, I think uh, I did slam my fist on the table to get Young in there. Um, I'm sorry, you had to slam your fist on the table to get him in there. He was like thirty last year. Hey, it was a he got hurt again. Um, when he came back, the approach was different. It was uh, <clears throat> I'd have him higher on my personal top one hundred, but I also don't know about the other team's prospects, so I'm not I'm not any uh, any was, ranking expert. I will say he was thirty one last year, and um, Jack Leiter was twenty last year, and fell all the probably one fifty. I'm assuming where y'all put him, or just like if, in the trash can. If we had a top one fifty, I think you would have seen Leiter, White, and Acuna. Okay, Acuna <coughs> made. I was surprised that Acuna made so many different people's top one hundred list. Yeah, how he, who he jumped. I'm like, I was impressed. Yeah, and I know you liked him as well last year. Yeah, when you have a guy who you can who you project as an everyday shortstop, you end up on those lists um, before too long. Yeah, and I think he'll definitely. Well, I don't know if he'll make his way onto some midseason top fifty list. We'll we'll see what he does. I think he's he's been assigned to Double uh, A already. Yep. And uh, the other guy that we talked about, uh, Evan Carter, who has not been assigned to a level just yet, and there was some some talk about him maybe being on the, the opening day roster. I think that was uh-huh. a little bit far fetched. Just like just seeing, getting him an extended look at Bigley Camp. I think I feel like that's a really good sign for him, especially all the praise that Bruce Bochy had to say for him. Was that something that you anticipated him getting this many at bats in Bigley Camp, or were you kind of surprised to see him get this big of a look? I'm not shocked just because he's so advanced in his approach. And his, uh, his discipline, his pitch recognition, all these soft skills that translate to being big league ready really well, um, he has them all. So it doesn't surprise me that they want to give him a long big league look um, and pretty much establish him to, uh, if he performs, to be ready to be on the fast track to being a major leaguer, whether it's opening day next year or if he's killing double-A, triple-A, and they are in the pennant race in August at the end of this year. Um, now, you don't want to go too far. Like, the open day talk is ridiculous. You don't want to stun his development and put him at a level he can't handle. Um, but he is advanced enough at these these soft skills that if he comes to double-A and he rakes, you probably do want to – he probably is the guy who could handle being yeah, I mean, he's definitely been fast-tracked 
um, quite a bit through his career. The fact that he was 19 and, or I guess, I think he like just turned 20 before making it to double A and really more than held his own there uh, was really, really encouraging. We're going to get into more of your live looks there and um, less berating you about decisions that were not yours. Um, but first, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The mid midway point of the NBA season is here now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained, plus FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat Sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets back when you get go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Now, Grant, you were there for four days, three nights, and uh, you saw some some quality baseball, and I'm I have so many questions, but I'll just kind of let you let you lead. What were some of the things that you saw, the players that you saw that either you uh, were most impressed by or uh-huh. least impressed? Let's just start with the most impressive. We might want to start off with the happy, happy moments. Um, Cole Reagans, man. He, uh, there's been a lot of buzz. It's legitimate. Um, he looked like the kind of, it, it looked like the guy who, um, would be the talk of spring and would be winning the fifth starters job if he was anywhere that hadn't just signed an entire starting rotation. <laughs> like 25 out of 30 teams come into spring training with the fifth starter job up for grab. He would have won it on those 25. Um, the Rangers happened to, you know, have spent significant loads of money on some guys named Jacob DeGrom, Nate Evaldi, John Gray, and Andrew Heaney, and Martin Perez. I don't know if you know him. I, I've heard um, of those those guys. I think they're okay. good leaders. So they they may not, right. They may not have an opening um, unless you listen to New York Mets fans who think that the ground will break just by stepping on a mound. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> he was up to ninety four, ninety six. Uh, I know he he's has he ever he, been he, there before? I don't think he has. I don't think he's been quite that high. When he was younger, he was ninety three, ninety five. Um, he was a little down coming off the you know double TJ. Um, which you know happens right now. I will say the last couple of years he's been higher in spring in the beginning of the season than he's end of the season, but I don't think he's ever been quite this high. I mean, sitting four to six with uh <coughs> and touching higher. I, I didn't see him touch higher, but the reports are he's been touching eight nine. Um, so that especially for a guy like him, that's a big impact on the profile, right? So yep. Because the fastball he, has a good, it has the spin rate. It just never had right, the velocity. Right. Because he spins the ball well. But a year ago, when I saw him, he was 91, 93. He was more about fastball command and a plus changeup, which is great. Um, but he didn't, he had fringy secondaries. Um, and once he got to the big leagues, the fastball got eaten up. It was like a 388 batting average against seven something slugging. I mean, they got eaten up. The thing with that is, if you're a fastball command, change up first guy, you really need to have a third pitch to be a starter. He doesn't have that third pitch, right? He also didn't have explosive enough stuff to go and be a reliever. So where does that leave you? I had him as an up and down arm. Uh, 
But if you bump that fastball up to four to six, A, that fastball command's going to play a lot better if you get swings and misses in the zone, which he was. Uh, but changeup's going to play better off of it. So that's going to be a better one good. to punch. Right. Either as a starter or now you have explosive enough stuff to be a reliever if starting doesn't work out. So no matter which area he goes down, a velocity bump like this when he already spins the ball well is... A velocity jump does not have this big an impact on a lot of profiles as it does with Reagan's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was kind of the thing that I always felt like he could add a little bit more because he was, you know, 6'4". He was kind of skinny, and obviously you have the two Tommy John surgeries, so that takes some uh-huh. time off. But um, the, hearing about the things that he worked on, it seemed like that was that was what encouraged me that this is legitimate and, like, sustainable. We're talking uh-huh. about working on, like, adding good weight and, like, flexibility. And that kind of, like, that was to me almost not more encouraging but like almost as encouraging as the him touching 99 it's just like oh oh wow cole reagan's what a guy um so he was probably but not probably he was the uh the highlight for me um other things that were good so (coughs) jake latz was good almost in a similar way um Interesting. So he was up to 94, 95. Hmm. Um, so he's another guy who spins the fastball well, but he'd been 90, 92 before. Um, which he's 90, 92. On his day, he had good fastball command, although the numbers in AAA didn't show it last year. He walked way too many with solid average changeup and slider. Um, going up to 94, 95 makes a big difference in that potentially playing up in a relief profile. Because he's at a point, he's probably not ever going to be a big league starter. But if you're mid-nines, with you can spin the fastball well and you have a couple decent secondaries from the left side, that can start to be like a, that can start to look like a relief profile. So that's a big difference for him too. Mm-hmm. Um, Bubba Thompson, another year, another um, apparent um, incremental increase in his ability to pick up spin. Ooh. It's never going to be a strength, but the as year over year he continues to get just a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better, that helps mitigate that very significant weakness that really, if he fails, it's going to be because he, be, 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 well, I can't speak. It's going to be because, very difficult to say, be because, uh, he can't pick up spin and pitcher is going to throw off speed, off speed, off speed, he's going to be an easy out. That mm-hmm. If he fails, that's why he's going to fail. Uh, so him continuing to progress and being able to see that he's getting a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. If he can just be passable at that, he's going to have a role. Um, and he seemed to be getting a little bit better again this year. That's encouraging. And obviously the speed is why the Rangers like want him on the roster because he does right. have that literally 80-grade speed. And, I mean, we saw the numbers of what he did in AAA with these kind of rule change. I think... I think they might be a little bit more extreme with the bases, um, like mar- marginally, like more helpful to increasing stolen bases. And he was already really good at that last year with regular rolls. And uh, I'm encouraged He's to so see fast. him just go fly. Like I, I didn't realize, like I knew he was like toolsy when they drafted him, but I kind of thought he was like more like power than speed. And then like the last couple of years, like, oh, <laughs> oh gosh, he is fast, fast. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, he is so fast. Um, fast and furious, one might say. 
let's uh I guess I'll stay with the armies for one more here. Uh TK Roby was sharp. Um got to see him throw a line bullpen on the on the minor league side. Fastball curveball were ahead of where they were last year at this time. Last year he was reworking his arm path a little bit. Um mm-hmm. so he lost a little bit of juice on his fastball as he got used to it. That was sharper again. The curveball was sharper. And keep in mind that's always been the third pitch by the fastball changeup. So that be that looking and playing more consistently at about a league average showing is very important. Yep. Yeah. Um, the changeup was still good. A good fa- favor with a fader with a big veto gap. Um, so he looked good. Um, let's see. Ricky Venasco was more consistent in his delivery. Well, that's but nice. the thing with well the thing with him is he's always shown that from time to time, and then the next start he comes out and he's a disaster with it. So it's just hard to take much from one viewing and to know, hey, is this something like, hey, he's learned his body, he's going to be more consistent with this, or is it just one of those, you know, one of the good outings that he tends to have every now and again? So we'll see how that continues into the season. Um, one of those things to make note of, but without seeing more to have a trend, um, not much to take from it. Yeah. Let's yeah, see, if we move to the batters um, on the good side, Anthony Gutierrez was probably the highlight. Okay, okay. I know um, y'all, y'all were real high on him in your top ten. You had him yeah. uh, eight in there, which is, I think, way higher than anybody else. But um, apparently y'all heard good reports, and now it seems like you've seen the good yeah. reports. Yeah, I mean, he was pretty much better. Yeah, he was pretty much eighth side, side unseen, just given how positive the reports we'd heard on him were from, uh, from Rangers people. And it's, I mean, it's very easy to see why they love this kid. Um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a big kid. Um, tall, wide-shouldered, good, fluid athlete. It's a really quick bat. Um, it's it's extremely evident that he's going to grow into plus power to all fields. Um, I like that. He's a kid who's currently playing center field. Uh, decent enough arm. Good athlete. Growing the power of all fields. The, I tell you what, the bat path really reminded me a lot of Alfonso Soriano. Really? Uh, Interesting. And obviously, that bat, bat path allowed him to play into his power. Hopefully, he'll do the same with Gutierrez. But as I watched him and watched how his bat goes through the zone and he finishes, it was uh, very reminiscent of uh, of old Fonzie. Oh, man, that's a name I have not heard in a long, <coughs> long time. <laughs> former ranger great right there former ranger great yeah i kind of always forget that he was in the a-rod trade um and made it not an absolute disaster it's still a disaster yeah but, you know not well, as big a disaster as he is on a tv broadcast these days you you know the the red sox trade story with that one right then do not ah okay well you're gonna love this so Will the I rangers actually? had agreed to trade with the boston red sox for alex rodriguez about a week before they Yankees trade. Um, A-Rod was going to take a pay cut to go there, which was, at the end of the day, what killed the trade because the Players Association didn't want him to do it. Uh, the Rangers, in return for Alex Rodriguez, so the Red Sox, were going to get Manny Ramirez and John Lester. Would have been nice. It would have hate, but you can't nice. beat Joaquin Arias. You, you know, cannot beat Joaquin Arias. I mean, uh, there's also the alternate route where the Rangers got Robinson Cano instead of uh-huh. him. Um, but, you know, 
It's fine. It's fine. Walking Aries it, was great. I tell you what, it blows my mind looking back on it. The Rangers had the best player in baseball at the time. They ate a big part of his contract, and they couldn't have gotten more. Like, every team wasn't knocking down the door, giving everything in their organization for him. Crazy. It blows my mind looking back at how good he was. I mean, because of the who he is and the, what he did, is kind of we kind of forget how good he is. Every once in a while, I like to go back and be like, <laughs> dang, he was really freaking good. He really was. <laughs> Oh, he really was. What would it be to have a guy like him in this team? But um, I'm curious. I mean, before we switch to the bad, maybe these guys are included in our transition to the bad. Did you see any of Jack Leiter or Kumar Rocker while you were down <coughs> there? Those are the guys who I think I'm most curious about, like, what's what's happening with them. Uh, so I saw them both throw bullpens from a bad angle and a ways away. Um, the one thing that really struck me is how much better Leiter is near elite at getting into his legs and using him and rockers on the farther end of the spectrum how much better Leiter uses his body the positions he puts himself in his arms arm in are way better I rocker puts his arm in some bad positions and he really was Leiter still missing glove side with everything uh, no, I mean, it was tough to tell from the side angle I was at, but it didn't appear so. No, the, the answer is definitive. Absolutely not. No, everything's fixed, fixed and perfect. He's perfect. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I can, I got a couple more bats I can go through on the good side. Uh, yes, let's, let's let stick with those pauses before we just ruin our yeah. day. Okay. And I want to throw some, uh, some very off the radar relief prospect names at you too. Oh, heck yes. <laughs> give, give me the, give me the off. The off the more off the radar, the better. Okay, perfect. So Glider Figueroa, he was one of the young kids who kind of showed out last year's camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, I, I've heard some really good reports about him. Yeah, he's uh he's now eighteen, and that dude has put a lot of junk in his trunk. <laughs> he uh <laughs> he put out a lot that. of weight on the lower half. Uh, most of it's good. Um, it does mean. A year ago, he was kind of a second baseman, third baseman. He's definitely grown into being just a third baseman. Mm-hmm. And now the thing to watch is probably not, is he second or third? But is he going to have to be moved to first? Mm-hmm. Uh, I really hope he doesn't have to be. Um, but he's going into some of his power projection. Uh, balls that last year would have died in the outfield were clear in the fence by a good mile, a good while now. I'm about to say good, uh, by a good mi- a, a mile. <laughs> that, oh, yeah, a good that's, mile. <laughs> As opposed to a bad pop. mile. <laughs> that's a, that's some that's some new level pop. <laughs> um, but but he looked good. He really added a lot of good weight to the lower half. Uh, well, he, he seemed to put some like pretty decent power numbers for you know his age. Like I think I remember uh, Evan Evan Grant when he wrote him up. He said like he would have led. Um, the complex league in homers if he didn't get you know promoted a little bit early right. and i was like okay as a 17 year old that he was then maybe he was 18 then and he's still 18 i don't know um still pretty young and showing off pop at that age of like yeah. really any level is, is encouraging yep. but then you said you had, he adds more junk in the trunk and it's like all right let's let's see if he can do that joey gallo thing of hit 40 home runs as, in, <laughs> as a teen in full season ball that <coughs> happens all the time all the time just usual <laughs> yeah um, a couple shortstops I saw field but not hit. Um, 
Sebastian Walcott was out there. Okay. I really wanted to see him swing the bat, but they never gave me that chance. That's rude of them. Um, I mean, he's tall and lanky and athletic. Um, he's the, un- the top signing from this year, right? From the Bahamas? Yes. Okay, that's yep. what I thought. Understandably, there's a lot to clean up in the defensive actions and both the hands and the footwork. Um, that was very messy and something they're going to have to work on, which makes sense as he just signed like a month ago as a 16-year-old <laughs> out of the Bahamas. Um, but he did appear to have good natural hands. As, as bad as the mechanics of it were, he was picking almost everything. Um, so once he cleans it up, hopefully that'll, that'll really play. Um, the other guy, uh, Cam Colley, which, what was he like a third, fourth round pick a couple years back? Uh, something like that. I can't remember exactly. Um, <coughs> I'll look it up while you're, while you're vamping. I just continue to really like him. Um, he's a really small kid, uh, slight kid, um, shortstop, but he's really smooth hands. Uh, I heard good things about how he's been hitting the ball, even though I didn't see it. And uh, I know 20- from... 2021 third round pick 73rd Perfect. overall okay and i know from from prior years that for as small as he is he can sting the ball a little bit to the pull side um and you he keeps just really smooth defensively two whole home runs in uh, 287 at bats last year in, in Dallas. there you go it was yep. not it was not a great offensive showing for him last year when you slow under not. 300 um that's kind of rough but yeah it was not but Good defensive shortstop. He can hit the ball a little bit harder than you think. So if he can start to get to that in games more, I think there's something there. That's encouraging. Um, I'm not trying to judge a kid too hard. I mean, he was what a teenager in full season ball, and um, that's that's freaking tough. <laughs> and um, yes, he was still tried out there for 76 games, so he must have been holding his own well enough that they felt confident in him doing that. So, <coughs> yeah, it's uh. I'm I'm pretty intrigued there. Um, three arms that are potential relief prospects that are kind of off the radar. I had not heard of before coming into this. Um, first is Devon Oviedo. I've heard about that name. Just really like, okay. Floated. I think I saw it like once of just like oh this guy like got some weird stuff. Um, yeah, he's got he's got a mean high spin upper seventies curve. Um, I mean, that, that looks like it could be plus. The The four seam was pedestrian. I mean, it was 92-93 with, with whatever shape. Um, I don't think that's going to be the pitch he's going to go with. He's got a, a two-seamer at 87 to 90 miles an hour. That uh, that was way better. A uh, lot of run, significant, sharp, um, run and sink. So, I mean, he's 20. So, 87-90, it's hard to live at that in the big leagues right now. Yeah, but if he's able to bulk up and and add a few ticks to that, a plus secondary with a fastball that wiggles can be a big league reliever. <laughs> um, let's see, Joseph Montalvo is another guy. I think he was a twentieth round pick a couple years ago. He had a uh, it's four seamers ninety ninety two, but it was extremely high spin, especially for being at that below band. Hmm. Uh, I mean, the, the I'm not a big fan of the term, but the Bauer units, which essentially is a, the ratio of spin to velocity, averages about 24 in the big leagues. 
was uh was pushing 27. Um, so I mean he's spending significantly higher than the velocity would suggest. Um, with a with another high spin pitch and his slider in the low 80s, that had good shape. It wasn't super sharp at the moment, but it, again, as he's able to bulk up and hopefully add a few ticks, that should sharpen up. It's got good shape. If he's able to push into the the mid 90s with a sharper slider, it's another potentially explosive relief package. Um, the last one, probably the one I'm I'm least high on, but was at least intri- intrigued by, is Adrian Rodriguez. Okay. Uh, tall, six it's five. Good kid. first name. Uh, good last name. That's right. If you want to be a <laughs> ranger, Adrian Rodriguez, you could do worse. <laughs> um, tall, six five kid, mid ninety seater already at twenty years old, uh, high spin, um, but good grief, he had no idea where it was going. Um, <laughs> There's a long way to go there. But uh, when you're 6'5 and you throw a high spin mid-90s fastball at 20, eh, at least worth knowing the name. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. Well, uh, this is very encouraging, and I, I think it's about time for our random ranger. I went through like three different guys that I think I might have picked already in the past. So I, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with one that I don't think – oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I have not picked this guy because this is um, – Man, this is out there. Um, do you do you want to start? Or would you like me to? Go ahead. Go for it. All right. Uh, this guy is uh, not in the big leagues anymore. Uh, last pitched for the Marlins in 2019. Pitched with Texas in, uh, yeah, the most random of years, 2014. Um, oh, okay. Uh, three games. One game finished. Five and a third innings. An 11.81 ERA. Um a FIP of 276, though, so, um, did, yeah. Did he throw underhand? Uh, I don't think so. This is an actual it, pitcher. It's not Ben Rowan? Um, I almost picked Ben Rowan, but it's not. Okay. <laughs> uh, this guy is a 6'4 righty um, out of Esperanza in the Dominican Republic. Um, pitched for the Yankees, Mariners, um, before the Rangers and then the White Sox and Marlins after. Um, do you know who this guy is? Hector Neris? Hector Noesi. Noesi. Hector Noesi. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. My apologies to the whole Noesi family. Mm-hmm. And to the, the Neris family. I kind of remembered him of as he- being Hector Neris, but um, <coughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, former Ranger, great. Um, Hector Noesi. <laughs> okay. Yes. 2014 is just a treasure trove. But I feel like I've used so many of them. Oh, they don't run out. It's incredible. There's so many. There's so many. All right, who who you got for me? I'm going with the recent one. Um, okay. He was here just last year. Oh, um, my God. He was who a waiver claim. He actually came off of a pretty good 2021 season. Um. He had 19 plate appearances with the Rangers. He's an outfielder, and he struck out in 12 of them. Oh, I'm, I'd I'm imagine not, that's all you need. I'm not. I'm not looking at the baseball reference, but I, I want to get it on my own. But I don't think I'm going to. Is it? Is it Zach Rex? No, it's the he. Zach Rex oh, is Stephen Stephen Duggar. Yep, it's Stephen yeah. Duggar. Uh huh. Yep. Ugh, that's a good one. I was like, how can you, I was like, oh, he's going to pull somebody out of the left field. <laughs> you know, I wasn't excited about the Rex Gross, or Rex Gross, Robbie Gross. 
<laughs> the Robbie Grossman signing. But I think keeping me and my sanity of just the I remember recording with you after the season of like, can you name all 15 or 16 players that played left field for the Rangers? And I was like, yes. And then I did it and then immediately felt <laughs> extreme sorrow at my joy. Um, hopefully fewer than 14. I think it was last year. I will settle for single digits maybe that's optimistic hey, but, um, if we can get nine or less we're rolling man i am feeling optimistic about that and you know <clears throat> jacob de grom has has thrown on a hill in a rangers uniform uh, maybe eventually it'll be in a game that we see maybe that'll be even before opening day but you know we're just about <coughs> two weeks away and i am so freaking excited for a texas rangers baseball season which is not something that i have said in a long time and actually meant it because i thought they were going to be good as opposed to just there was going to be baseball but whether they're good or whether they're bad grant you and i are always here um, i appreciate all of your insights uh everyone go find grant's work at baseballprospectus.com not got dot gov or dot net or dot edu um, you can follow me on Twitter at yeah. OG Shill. Um, any, any things you want to plug? Uh, actually I did, uh, I did type up my notes from the backfield, um, uh, with a couple more names we weren't able to get to on the, on the, the not so positive side on BP. <laughs> so give a prescription or a subscription, or I think they might have a free trial. Um, uh, there is an article out there from me on this, uh, same subject. If you want to read more. So if you want to get sad, go to baseballperspectives.com. If you want to get sad specifically about Brock Porter. Oof. I do not. I do not want okay. to get sad hey. about Brock Porter, so I'm, I'm not going to read it. I'm pret- okay. I pretend like hey. I do not see Fair it. Fair game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I will not pretend like I didn't see this podcast and um, some great random ranger choices by the both of us. Grant, it's a pleasure. As always, thank you all so much for listening and subscribe, making Locked On Rangers your first listen every day. For your next listen, go check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every day. Thank you all so much for listening and subscribing. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy baseball.